We are live, man. It is truly an honor tonight to be in the presence of such talented people. I've been promoting it for about two weeks now, and it's like it's really happening. I'm so excited. I'm Two Chains. I'm the host of the Big Go Belt Podcast. I am, of course, here with my co-host Hill Will Mahoney. He's one half of the Snack Society YouTube channel, and he's my pal. What's going on, Will? What is going on, man? We have quite the round table here tonight, which is perfect timing because I think we got a lot going on right now in it the is. world of wrestling. Yeah, it is. There's no lies there, man. Look, I got to nail these intros real quick because I this it's, it's this has to set the tone. But we do have three <laughs> special guests tonight. Oh, man. First off, starting off from the show that keeps wrestling real, he is the king of talk style. He is from the Rant with Ant podcast. Anthony Defus. Oh, let me get the last day right. Yeah, it's Italian. Stefano. There you go. There you go. I get my name. What's up, brother? How you feeling, man? Good to be on the show. I'm excited, man. We got a great crowd. We got, like, really good people. You do, man. That's a hell of a collection behind you, too, dude. Oh, thank you. It's it's okay. It's my wife doesn't like it because she doesn't get anything anymore because I just buy I buy action yeah. figures like I'm fucking six years old, but whatever. <laughs> well, we we do appreciate it here. So there's a, we'll, we'll we'll bail you out whenever you get in the doghouse. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I'll probably be uh probably soon because I just got five new figures, which is you know fifteen dollars right there. So. Fun. Do you have money for groceries? No, but I got a Ruby Riot figure. You want to see it? They're oh, right. I'm still looking for that one. You can help me out there. Yeah, Target, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the next star of the night. He's from the Cheershot.com, where you know whenever you tune into that website, you must use your head. He is Dave Meltzer's best friend, <laughs> Greg DeMarco. <laughs> Come on, Greg. Talk to me, buddy. Uh-oh, Here we go. I think he's on mute. Last Yo, night. Last night. Can you hear me now? I was muted. Yeah, um, I hear you, buddy. That's what I do. He comes after me last night while I'm on the air, and he doesn't know that, obviously, but he decides to come after me. He blocked me, so now he's, <laughs> uh, he, he, ain't, he ain't seen anything that I tweet anymore. But, yeah, you know, it, it's all good, man. We, we do our thing. We want to do it, and it's going to be tonight. So thank you for bringing me on, and I'm excited to join you guys the esteemed round table that I'm going to try to drag down just a little bit. <laughs> hey man, I don't know, man. True friendships go through things and somehow you make it back together. So good luck to you and Dave for the future, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll invite you guys to the wedding. It'll be Billy and Chuck style. It'll be great. <laughs> now here's our quick Every question. Will he, and everything. Will, will he wear his true religion jeans to the wedding? Because that dude tucks <laughs> t-shirts in the true religion jeans. <laughs> it's, it happens. That would be, it. That would be in the prenup if the wedding comes to pass. There ain't no way we're doing it without that. Come on now. Oh, man. And last but not least, he is the host of What the Tech Show. The Matt Men from the, the ugh, Matt Men Pro Wrestling Podcast, um, which is you can find on the Guys from Queen Podcast Network. He is, as he calls himself, Mr. 
<laughs> Andrew Zarian, uh, and I believe currently right now, if I'm not mistaken, you currently hate everything in pro wrestling. Is that true? I, I don't hate everything in pro wrestling. I actually, no, I'm enjoying pro wrestling. I I, I, I think you're going based on last week's show. I said, when I hate everything about pro wrestling, I'll never do another show again. But <laughs> you did get one part right. I am Mr. 75%, and that's coming from my wife. My wife <laughs> says I'm Mr. 75%. Wow. Here, my wife calls me Mr. Three Inches. I don't know why. I'm <laughs> I, I, <laughs> still trying to figure that out. I don't know why, though. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, no, I'm glad I'm here. Listen, I, I I rushed here from the city. I was on the train. I was on the Long Island Railroad with a bunch of degenerates heading back. I'm drinking my 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 tall boy, my 24 ounce of Budweiser, like a typical guy from Queens, and and I'm here right now. I'm having some <laughs> some really cheap white wine. <laughs> we appreciate you coming too. <laughs> that sounds like a hundred percent effort too. By the Listen, way, I, I just I just popped the sleeping pill and I'm having some white wine. I'm letting I'm letting it ride on this podcast. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, we we hope we can keep you uh, interested for the next hour. <laughs> Let's see. It's a nice game I play with myself too. If Andrew could stay up, <laughs> man, 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 man. Well. That is our all-star roundtable cast for tonight, man. We got a ton of topics to start about. Um, and, you know, with all the things that's going on in wrestling, all Romans are pretty much leading into WrestleMania weekend, which is going to be in New York. And with that, you know, there's always a bunch of change and shifting in, you know, the whole landscape of the wrestling world. So tons to talk about. But I think, well, fitting, I think the most, maybe the hottest topic of the week, I think we should start off with is, um, actually, some un unfortunate news. Unfortunate in a way you guys probably not going to think it's unfortunate, maybe. But um, first of all, I'm going to start off by saying uh, rest in peace to George Animal Steel, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cody Enzo. Yeah, Cody yeah, Enzo. Oh. <laughs> no, but uh, King Kong Bundy, who recently passed, and um, with his passing, it did bring a, a lot of spark, which typically when anyone who has a really prominent career in wrestling a lot of people come out and start wondering and questioning why this person is not in the hall of fame um and you know untimely death you know you can't predict that and however it may be so obviously it is around hall of fame season so of course people are basically saying you know they should have a man already whatever he did headline wrestlemania 2 um but you know that's besides the point but i want I, i'm curious to know from you guys like we talk about uh hall of fame what would you say should be or would be some requirements upon entering or being in the Hall of Fame? Hmm. And anyone can jump in there first. I would, I would say, say zero. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I would say a couple of championships, your impact on pro wrestling. Like, um, I get that. Like, you know, Rikishi, he won what the Intercontinental Championship. He had a, a, a good run there for a little bit. I would say he's like bottom tier of what should be in the Hall of Fame. That, you know, like you have your heavy hitters that win titles that have been, you know, Grand Slam champions that have been multi-time heavyweight champions. Obviously, they should be in. But I think the Hall of Fame in wrestling, like I hate the celebrity wing. Like it's pro wrestling. Why is Kid Rock in the pro wrestling <laughs> Hall of Fame? So, I mean, at that point, anything goes like maybe I'll get inducted this year. I don't know. But I think there should be standards. And I think that would be cool. Like. In baseball, if you hit 500 home runs, you punched your ticket to the Hall of Fame. Maybe if pro wrestling did something, you like you win five world championships or five championships combined, you punched your ticket to the Hall of Fame. Make it fun. Make make stats matter. You know, Randy Orton's a 13-time champion. For why? Well, what does he get? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they should be like, oh, 
he's punched his ticket. He's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's yeah, all I mean, who else? Go Someone, somebody else go first. One of our guests. Uh, right, I'll go. I'll jump in. So to me, it's hard because the Hall of Fame is about it's for professional wrestling, which is a work, which is a show. And that's what the Hall of Fame is anyway. And that's why I don't put as much stock in it as most people do. It's hard to put a number to that because some title reigns are done for storyline purposes, not because someone quote unquote earned it or quote unquote deserved it. But I guess if there was maybe an official committee and not just the mind of Vince McMahon and the mind of Triple H, but a committee sat down and evaluated whether or not someone was Hall of Fame worthy, I could see that happening. I also think to me, it's about the reaction. If somebody says, you know, Rikishi. And you don't have a reaction to to that, then is Rikishi a Hall of Famer? If someone says Ahmed Johnson and your reaction is all negative, is Ahmed Johnson. But if someone says Shawn Michaels, everybody immediately knows, oh, yeah, Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. He's Mr. WrestleMania, the showstopper. And to me, I think that that reaction should should go. So maybe less like baseball. And more like football, where they look at I the impact. Like, that, like a committee, like I, I do like the committee idea. Just don't put Bret Hart on it because the only people who get in is like the Hart Foundation, Bret the Hitman Hart. Like he'll put himself in every year. Triple H won't get him. You know, Seth Rollins is is, is doomed from the get go. <laughs> no, listen, I, I I think there's multiple tiers to the WWE Hall. And first of all, it's all it's all worked right. Uh, and they they're not only pro- attempting to produce some sort of pro wrestling Hall of Fame. But they're also trying to produce a entertaining show. Uh, in, in the history of wrestling, if you really think about it, um, uh, can you, how many how many are they doing this year? Seven, eight, right? It's usually about that. About eight people. About yeah, eight. We're people. only up to three about now. But yeah. I don't think you have enough to sustain a let's say twenty year Hall of Fame induction if you were to go to you know the people that are naturally deserving. They do the celebrity one just to get the the media coverage. You know, it's Drew Drew Carey comes to mind every time I think about the Hall of Fame on the fact that Drew Carey's in it. But you know what? Cindy Lauper's not in it, and she played an instrumental part in the you know in the, in the '80s boom. So uh, I, I think it really has to do with politics. Obviously, number one, number two. Uh, I'm shocked King Kong Bundy is not in it. I honestly, I would have taken a, I would have taken the bet, uh, and I would have I would have thought he was in it. Um, obviously, that's maybe political, right? He. I don't know what kind of terms it, he was on. We all kind of feel the same about the honky talk, man. Like, didn't everyone just assume like the longest reigning intercontinental champion <laughs> yeah. in the Hall of Fame? You know what's crazy? This is his third attempt, th- their third attempt to get him in. Really? Yeah, he's turned it down before. That twice. is true. I've heard that. Twice. Yeah. yeah, twice he turned I've it down. I've heard some great stories about honky talk, man. So. <laughs> the number of zeros yeah. on the check were not enough yeah. to get, yeah. get him in. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever like so? Do you guys listen to like talk and shop with Chris Jericho and Gallows and Anderson? Oh, uh, dude, that Gallows story is one of the funniest. What, what he's like, what what he didn't know what to say to Honky Talk Man. He was like, you know, kind of green in wrestling, and they threw this big party, and he went up to Honky Talk Man. He's like, man, nice event that we're having tonight, huh? And Honky Talk Man looks at him and goes, "It's coming out of your check, you fucking mark." <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's like one of the best stories I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, that's awesome. That's freaking awesome. No, I, I I think in reality, you know, uh, we when we think about a Hall of Fame, we're thinking the most worthy people to enter it. But in reality, it, it's a it's an entertainment piece for them, and they got to kind of fill in spots. So you got maybe two spots that are deserving, a third that's a mid range guy, the celebrity one, and then the rest is just filler. 
I think Andrew's very much on the right track with that. It's they're very much concerned with producing a show for a whole night and having different tiers of people and also different eras represented. You know, they're not trying to just have all 80s stars. They're trying to have 90s stars. And now we're even trying to get into the 2000 era with someone like Tori Wilson. You know, they kind of have their um, different demographics. They do every one where it's okay. We got to have a woman. We got to have mm-hmm. probably one. They don't like to have too many guys that passed on. So usually we try only to do like one deceased mm-hmm. person. So they're not bringing up, you know, they want people actually there who will show up to give speeches. So there's all these moving parts involved. Um, I love the idea of some kind of committee or some kind of, some kind of measuring stick. So it's not just a matter of, Oh, this is who we could get this month. And this is who Vince is on good terms with. So, they're in, which is what it is now. Um, the key word I would say for me is fame. In the Hall of Fame, there should be a level of fame that you've reached. And that's not always necessarily through titles or through longevity. And I'll, I'll use this person as an example. I'll use Bill Goldberg as an mm-hmm. example, where that's someone who for about two years was absolutely white hot in WCW and was like the king of the darn world pretty much as far as that company went. But it was only about a two year span. Rest of the time, you know, he was a guy, but like he disappeared for years. He didn't actually have, you know, the, the a ton of years in the business. But for those two years, Bill Goldberg was, as they said, the man. So that's a level of fame. If you reach that kind of level of fame, I think that kind of trumps a whole lot of other stuff as far as titles or championships or great matches or any of that kind of stuff. So for me, fame is the key word in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Uh, you, you mentioned Tory Wilson, 2019 class for Hall of Fame. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the, the people that's already been announced? And if uh, be, beyond that, um, who else do you think should or will get in this year? Um, I don't have like I I know like Twitter was in an uproar about Tori Wilson and what I like I don't give a shit like you guys said it's it's a it's a hall of it's a hall of who's popular in Vince's eyes is what it is. <laughs> and Tori Wilson's a blonde and of course he's like oh yeah Tori <laughs> <laughs> he's like not mad he might have she's gonna look great on that stage yeah you know <laughs> so like I I don't care like she played a big part in what women's re- wrestling was and i know we moved on for that thank fucking god we moved on from that but she was a big part of that era she had the fame she was on magazine cover she you know she was pretty much a promoter's like dream she was everywhere so of course you're gonna put her in your hall of fame so i don't know what the big deal with that is degeneration x that's great um obviously triple h gets in for the first time he'll be in as a two-timer hbk becomes a two-timer China should have got in individually as being, you know, the first woman to win the intercontinental, you know, title, stuff like that. But this is a stepping stone. So she's in it with the X and, and her foot's in the door and her name can be in the Hall of Fame. So I like the class so far. Honky Talk Man is, is everyone knows the Honky Talk Man, like from every era of wrestling fans. So I think they, they're doing a good job. I, I get. Twitter just likes to be mad at something. Oh, you know it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, wait till next week when they announce Brutus Beefcake. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> right. Wait till next week. You know, it's funny you brought up the whole point about Triple H because Triple H, he's the first person who's going in with the group first. Yeah. You know, Flair went in and then the Horseman went in. And China, I don't think China goes in after this because I think That's when you're in, you're in. You know, yeah. when, you, when you're in, you're in. And for Triple H, I think he's kind of following the Vince McMahon lead because Vince won't let them put him in the yeah. Hall of Fame. 
And I feel like Triple H is going the same direction with that. So he may go in as Triple H, or he may go in with DX. He may go in with Evolution. I don't know that he goes in as Triple H until he's done, maybe done walking around the earth. So just because I feel like that's he's going to take Vince's lead in that regard mm. until he's not sitting in the chair. I always why like go was, in? Once you're in, you're in. This a loophole to get Owen Hart in. Just put the Hart Foundation in. Yeah, and there's your probably do that. Get yeah. Owen Hart in. You know what I mean? If the family lets him. And that's yeah, all Martha, about the, the family. You don't even have to say Owen's part of it. Just the Hart Foundation. <laughs> 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 now put him, we all know put him in the, the video package. You know, yeah. that is, you know, but that is interesting, right? You bring up Owen. Uh, I think he's a great example of politics not allowing yeah. him in. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. So I, it, me too. Goes, one, of my, one of my favorites of all in, time. I cry my eyes out, and I'm there. And and someone that's so deserving of it, you know, it was a total uh, tragedy what happened to him and 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 how he passed <laughs> away. But when you look at somebody that was uh, a Hall of Fame note, a Hall of Fame worthy without really any kind of titles other than the tag title. Uh, well, he had European and tag, right? He had the and Intercontinental, and actually yeah. he did. He did have the IC. This yeah, is a yeah, random that. Owen Hart fact. He actually won the world heavyweight championship at a house show, but they forfeited it. And the next yeah. night, Bret Hart came out with it on raw and everything. By the way, also you guys said triple H so many times that my Stevie Richards action figure collapsed. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, th I think we, we reached the quota <laughs> at this point. Was there anything more like annoying than hearing triple H keep saying Richard Fleer this week? Oh, uh, if you one more time, bro. Come on. But you he know it's WrestleMania season when they break out the real names. Oh, like he, he just couldn't know. allow himself to be Paul. He couldn't call himself. No, Paul he's like, I'm not Triple H. Then say your name. You just fucking <laughs> yeah, career. The same day. It's funny. It's funny uh, what Gray brought up. I actually think China is, will be probably the only woman to be inducted into the Hall of Fame twice, considering that she was in that stable. And and I think it'd be a tragedy if she doesn't get in solo. And then another person you bringing up Owen Hart, one of my favorite wrestlers, who will never. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Will we ever, will any of us be allowed when he gets in? But Chris Benoit no. is easily no. well deserving, accolades wise, well, listen, in professional you want, wrestling. You want to base stuff off of how they represented your company. Yeah. Um, now, say Chris Benoit was part of your your podcast and he did what he did. Would you be like, "Yeah, hey, Chris Benoit used to be part of our podcast"? Yeah. Like, no, fuck that guy. Yeah. I don't know Chris Benoit. <laughs> Who's that? You know what I mean? I yeah, Chris, like Chris is another great example, right? Because uh, accolades and, and athletic ability, sure. Uh, you know, other than the murder suicide that happened, you know, but that's, that's a very difficult thing to overlook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, outside of that last oh, you weekend. Got, I was just yeah. going to say, we're not going to mention CTE here, right? You know, that's like the, right. that's like the death penalty for any uh, big brand or promotion. And they said he had like three well, yeah, or four had, times the average person of a He had the brain player. of an 80 year old patient. Yep. So yeah, I mean, he was obviously, it took a toll on him, but still, how could they prove that it was just like chair shot yeah. getting dropped in your head? The guy was a, Roided out of his mind. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know the other. I want to go back to the. Thing. I want to go back to the China thing real quick because it kind of depends on the ceremony. If they make the DX induction, everybody reacting about China. She may get such a big moment in this induction ceremony, and and they may make it more about her than just about DX as a whole. That it might make an individual induction pointless. Like it yeah. really depends on the presentation come the sure. Saturday before WrestleMania. If she's an afterthought, then yeah, you put her in separately. But if they make a big deal out of it, what the hell's the point? That's yeah. a good point. Very true. Point, yeah. Very true. Also, also, too, noteworthy is that the Hall of Fame is on Friday this year? 
Saturday. Yes. It's on Saturday. I'm sorry. It's a switch from Friday to Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not. I didn't. I I didn't go to the Hall of Fame last year, but I'm I'm guessing because it's such a a snooze fest last year. I guess this is the way to. The only time I'd go is for like Owen Hart or maybe The Rock. I just yeah. I don't even. I I can't even. Yeah, like it. I don't know. I can't sit there for seven hours and hear people. These people. I don't. Who was it? Larry Sabisco who kept talking about the fucking bushes. Like he talked about <laughs> no. the bushes for like thirty-five minutes. I'm like, bro, I'm not in landscaping class. I don't care. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were talking about the former presidents. <laughs> <laughs> no, he kept, I, thought, I thought that it actually made a little bit of sense and tying it in with wrestling. You know, wasn't Larry Zabisco talking like? Wasn't it about? Was it Bruno San Martino? He's like, and he came through the bushes, and it was I don't know. Oh who. yeah, when he yeah when he when he met him to learn how to wrestle. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh boy! Another another you know, made up story. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Bruno, Br- yeah, Bruno San Martino's just walking through the fucking forest. Hey, you want to learn how to wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Larry, come here. Let me teach you how to unlock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me move this hibiscus real quick to my way. <laughs> Let's get to our second topic for tonight. So, um, this one, this one has been hot for a couple of weeks, and I think after this week uh, of events in uh, WWE programming, um, it's it's a, it's a lot of news buzzing around about it. But um, obviously, Dean Ambrose here. So, officially from the WWE website uh, a couple of weeks ago, saying that he will not be renewing his contract with WWE once it expires in April. Which I feel, and I believe anybody would agree, is that that is absolutely a rare approach by WWE to to report something of that of that light. Um, but comes turns out Roman Reigns is in remission. He comes back. Um, they are a full blown Shield reunion moving forward into the next uh, pay per view. And news backstage is that maybe Dean Ambrose may be changing his mind. Nonetheless, I want to know from you guys. What is, how do you think this all plays out? Um, and what other news and information do you have on this topic? I want to point this one to Greg here. So interesting fact that I'm going to start off with. Um, first off, I, I never thought he was leaving. Like, like I, well, I never thought he was leaving the company. Yeah. I don't believe that he might not take a break because I could see him wanting one. Plus, he was out for, what, nine months? We know Vince likes to use that injury clause on people, Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. to, to keep them under contract at least. So I don't know that he would ever leave and go somewhere else, although there might be some benefit in it. You know something that no one's talking about that people missed? I don't know if it was after last week's Raw or the week before. You know, It was little. It was out there for like an hour. They announced Dean Ambrose versus Drew McIntyre for WrestleMania. And said that it was going to be his last match, and then they deleted all references to it, like right after. And hmm. it was kind of which they've done before. You know, remember they announced Becky versus Asuka for Royal Rumble. Then they got rid of it. They announced Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. Then they got rid of it. I remember seeing it, and then I went to find it the other day because I was like, "Did I dream this?" And like, I know I saw it. It had the logo, and it talked about how it was going to be his last appearance. And I don't know if Roman coming back changed that or whatever it might be, but obviously something changed. And and. That's okay because I don't think they expected Roman to be not just back, but then to be able to physically compete, which obviously he can do. And thank goodness for that. But yeah. it's it's I think he might take a break. I originally thought he was going to disappear after WrestleMania and then return at the 2020 Royal Rumble. And I that's just my own opinion. I have no insider knowledge to back that up. That's just what I would see happening. It's probably more of a fantasy book than anything else. Um, but if he's there, great. Just then just figure out something to do with him. That's yeah. all. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, 
I'm I'm fortunate enough. I have a couple mutual friends with with Jonathan Good, not Dean Ambrose. Um, from him wrestling around the Philadelphia area and wrestling for companies like Force One Pro Wrestling, CZW stuff like that, where they know how he is. And everyone that I even asked, even if they don't talk to him anymore, they never they all they said is that guy loves pro wrestling. That was the the, the whole argument is he loves pro wrestling that was the whole thing that they based everything around they don't think he would leave if he left wwe he would not leave pro wrestling i do not see him leaving wwe i think they're i think they're going to start giving him what he wants i think he saw an opening which he should where his creative direction wasn't what he was looking for you know he doesn't want to be the guy who has a pet plant he doesn't want to be the guy spraying ketchup and mustard on people he wants to be taking a little bit serious because look at his counterparts in that faction roman reigns is the face of your company seth rollins is the best wrestler on your roster and they're they're treated like so dean ambrose is the third member of the shield and he's treated like so he's not he doesn't have that star power he had it there for a little bit like i'll never forget the match I think it was that roadblock or fast lane against Triple H before Mania, and that was the height of Dean Ambrose's star. And I know he won a title after that, but they never treated him like he was a champion, like he was a former champion. And I think maybe that got to him because that guy loves pro wrestling. So I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Roman coming back, them doing the Shield, this is all what what Dean wants to stay. This is what he needs. You know, he wants his palate, you know, clean so he can start fresh and do this. The right way and maybe this is the start of it because i love this i don't give a shit dean ambrose that we've gotten the last five weeks because that's very much and i hate making this 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 correlation it's very much what john moxley used to be he didn't give a shit and i love that side of dean ambrose and i think they're having a lot of fun with it so hopefully he stays i can see him i could see him leaving and coming back i mean the guy almost died and his best friend had leukemia Put your life in perspective a little bit. Maybe him and Renee want to start a family. Who knows the, the reason, but I don't see him leaving wrestling. And I think he'll be back if he leaves by Royal Rumble 2020 as well. No, and uh, perfectly said there. Um, you know, it, it's it's a really weird thing how the WWE has handled it. And for them to put out a press release and actually e respond to emails, mm -hmm. uh, to me, that means that he was actually leaving. Uh, yeah. WWE PR doesn't incorporate, uh, and especially in 2019, uh, the last thing they want to do is kayfabe the uh, the mainstream audience, the mainstream uh, news organ organization like TMZ, which they do work, but NBC Sports is reporting on it, ESPN reported. So all these sports-based news groups reported on this. They don't appreciate getting worked. I, I genuinely think he was leaving and this may have been some sort of negotiation tactic where WWE said, you know what? You want to leave? We'll leave. We'll leave on good terms. You go ahead knowing that maybe Roman is coming back and that could persuade him. Um, I think if he does leave for someone like AEW to pick him up would be oh, yeah. a tremendous, tremendous asset. That is have. Scott Hall leaving. That's Razor Ramon leaving. Like sure. that, yeah. that yeah. is that's, standard. that's that yeah. catalyst for people like my dad's a casual viewer. If I say, Kenny Omega. My dad doesn't know who Kenny Omega is. Right. Yeah. Young Bucks. He doesn't know who they are. I mean, he knows because I talk about him. But if I say, "Hey, Dad, Dean Ambrose just went to AEW right. and he's he's gonna he's gonna tune in," it's it's just millions of viewers. Yeah. You know, millions across the world. 
Dean Ambrose is in your probably your second greatest faction of all time, but behind DX, the most decorated faction of all time, title wise. That guy leaves your company. You can't do the Shield anymore. Yeah, so uh, that's huge. I, I I think for WWE, they they obviously they're going to make a play at this, and I don't think mm -hmm. the people that have reported him as a hundred percent leaving are wrong. I, I think at this moment he's possibly leaving. There is talks now. Back, to, I think Brian Alvarez reported on it. I. I but um, I think he said that people backstage believe that he's staying. Yeah. Dave Meltzer said, as far as WWE goes, it's still on that he's leaving. So the original plan for him for Mania was him and Roman. Roman, at yeah, Mania. he was going to turn on Seth first and then get Roman at Mania. I'm still somewhat anticipating that yep. to be the match. Yep, same here. And, and what a great send-off, right? If it is Dean's last match, him and Roman have this unbelievable match. Even if it's not his last match and he goes away just for a little bit, I think him and Roman Roman would be able to put on a a, a WrestleMania caliber match uh, together. And I love that you're saying that because yeah. the Shield are my favorite faction of all time. Those three guys are my favorite current wrestlers. The one thing I haven't got out of the Shield, I've gotten Seth versus Dean. I've gotten Seth versus Roman. We've never seen a Roman Dean feud. So yeah. it's that it hits that wow, this is fresh, this is new. Yeah. And I think as much as I went crazy when I was in Philly when the shield got back together, you know, this week, I'm just as excited to see what happens Sunday night if Dean turns on him or not. My one problem with that idea is the way these past few months have been for Dean while Roman was gone. That that turn that he just went through was just a train wreck of a disaster as far as how it was handled and it just never catching fire. Oh, which turn? To turn into back into a face or back into a heel or back into a face? The turn when he burned the uh, the vest and everything. <laughs> when, when, Ro when Roman left. That so was, we'll go back to that one. That was the one good promo of that whole thing. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my God, you burnt the vest. And then the next week he's like, I'm at the doctor's getting shots in my ass. I'm like, where? Yeah. What kind Learn of turn? Gas mask. Yeah, Vince yeah. is like, oh, he's got a shot in his ass. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Vince. Once it became, he got a new winter coat and a gas mask. Yeah. It was like, okay, <laughs> come on now. I was this waiting for him to start talking like Pain. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. That the the, the Bane cosplay just yeah. was not working. I was born into the darkness. I was waiting yeah. for him to get that whole line. You know? <laughs> you know, when you look at a guy like them, like the Shield, for example, right? When they first debuted, the weak link, uh, according, I mean, according to everybody, was Seth Rollins. Yep. That was the big concern because yep. he yep. didn't really cut promos and he ended up becoming the breakout star. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah you yeah. know, he, he did a tremendous heel turn. He made a breakout star. Roman, everybody knew he was going to be a big star. Dean was a little bit of a disappointment for people because they didn't execute him right from the beginning. They gave him that title run and they freaked out from that Steve Austin interview. You know, they, yep. they were, they, were, they, they started second guessing it. And, and that's the thing. But as an interviewer, like, why didn't Steve Austin pick up that? Dean Ambrose wanted the interview to be about Dean Ambrose and Stone Cold kept going back to Jonathan Good. So you were poor growing up. So, and it's like, Dean did not want to talk about that. When do you pick up on social clues yeah. that maybe you should go a different direction with this interview? And I don't put that on Ambrose. I've always put that on Austin because I've interviewed people before. And sometimes, you know, you can tell questions that they don't like and you have to steer it a different way. Yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. just being a respectful interviewer. Yeah. yeah, that 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 interview was really. They, I always felt when they made Dean a solo star, when they broke everyone off, they never did enough for him to to define who Dean Ambrose was. They immediately just gave him that branding of unstable, and it was just like <laughs> I, I remember immediately. I was just like, okay, he's unstable. Why? 
what, what <laughs> makes him unstable other than he has a shirt but, on you know that says funny? unstable they went they went with a totally wrong batman character because since dean amber since the john moxley promos i used to see i said that guy reminds me of the heath ledger version of joker yeah why yeah. do you not go with that instead you gave him bane what? like <laughs> what i don't it doesn't make sense yeah, so, but my only concern would be just to finish up our, our the point on Dean Ambrose, which is that they just flipped him back to now the Shield to do this right. reunion this weekend, and it would just feel to me. I think it'd be so damaging just to flip it back again, right to where we were, just so they could do a Shield reunion for the one weekend. Essentially, is what it would come down to. Um, my theory has been all along that I don't think he's leaving. It's not, it's never been WWE's MO to tell people three, four months in advance, Hey, this guy's not going to be uh, renewing his contract in April, but we're telling you this in January. Um, now whether that was the case all along, I don't know, but this week when they officially said it on TV for the first time, when Michael Cole brought it up. To me, that was the big tell for me personally, where I'm like, okay, if they're talking about this on TV, this is a storyline now. Yeah, I don't you think remember, he's going anywhere. You got to remember, Michael Cole used his sad voice when he reported it. So it has to be real. <laughs> it's serious business. Yeah. It's serious business. You know what I, I hate know. is that his wife sits up there on commentary, and they're like, well, she's like, I don't know nothing about Dean Ambrose. It's like, can you just say I'm not talking about <laughs> shit? Like, I'll you know. Like, I haven't spoken to him in like, about eight months. It's yeah. not like, hey, honey, how was your day at work? Oh, I fucking hate it. I'm leaving the company. Like <laughs> Every day I get home from work, it's the same question for my wife. How was work today? Like, so you don't have that conversation, Renee? Like, just say, I'm not telling you. That's none of your business. <laughs> I would appreciate that more, more if she said that. If she said, I, because look, the pillow tells all. Like, pillow talk yeah. is, you tell everything when you're there. That is so. true. She knows, but that's, yeah. you know, again, commentary is produced. And so it's so hard to, so hard to say and, and so hard to see where they go. Did you guys see it? I tweeted it out too, just completely to, to, to tie it up. The picture of the Shield reunion, why are Seth and Roman yawning? Like, it just looks like they're yawning. So I don't know they're not. <laughs> people, people think I'm busting on it. Like, I don't want to see it happen. I know they're not yawning. But it looks like they are. Like that's the picture you. That's the screen grab you took. Is of these guys with their mouths open. It like, looks better on. as a gif. I will say that because it does kind of yeah. look like they're really tired. And maybe they just watched the <laughs> Dean Ambrose match. I don't know. But my my joke was Seth yawned, and then you know yawning's contagious. So yes. then Roman yawned. You're <laughs> then... talking about it, and I want to yawn right now. They, so they say if you don't yawn, or other people yawn, you're a sociopath. Dean didn't <laughs> yawn, so it all makes sense. <laughs> He's unstable. He's unstable. See, now we established the character. We just did better than WWE did by yawning. It's very funny that Corey Graves is always the one asking Renee Young about what's happening behind closed doors in their relationship. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he has much leverage. Although my, fa- I, I did, I was hating Corey for a little bit until Leo Rush, um, yes, interrupted right. Alexa Bliss about the show Finn something. He was like, yeah. "Oh, he's the worst. Go away." <laughs> We, because since I think that, everyone thought that at the same time. We played time. that soundbite on our show every week since that happened. Just because, <laughs> so, Corey Graves make it when he's like, go away, Leo, go away. It's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Because that's what everybody was thinking. And you know there are, are guys in their basement using that soundbite on a daily basis. So. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe you guys can collaborate this. I did see some rumors basically saying that um, Ambrose was booked for some house shows after WrestleMania. Anybody hear anything about that? Yeah, and then they took it they took it down immediately. And that's the thing. Yeah. We don't know because these tweets and these, these promos are set like months in advance, like okay. months in yeah. advance. So, you know, 
even the the main events, the cards always subject to change. Like they promoted something for Atlantic City. I went to a house show on Saturday, and uh, I mean, maybe one match was the same because things change. So they put this stuff out so far in advance that maybe they didn't know Dean Ambrose was leaving, and they just thought right. he was staying. I don't I mean, know if you guys heard the same thing, but so you know, yep. that, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a great you know, example. That never happened either. I heard his contract. His uh, he it was ending at the end of April, so mm-hmm. sometime at the okay. the last week of April would have been the end of his contract. I'm just, I'm, I'm surprised that they they put it out there, but maybe it was to stop all the press because during that week, I mean, that's when AEW was so fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, they just had the pep rally and all that stuff, and everybody wanted to leave to go there. So maybe they did it. To, maybe they're trolling. Maybe they're like, hey, AEW, look, here's the carrot. We're going to dangle it in right. front of you. <laughs> take it away from you, you know? Who knows? I think, I think worst case scenario, his contract was ending. He didn't make a decision. They probably said, look, you're thinking about it. We're at least going to get something out of this and, and make it into something and then take yeah. it where it goes. And that's, that's you know, because if he stays, it's a story. If he goes, it's a story. It's a story no matter what you do. Yeah. I think they played it well. Right on. All right, let's talk about some more interesting things that's happening in the personnel office with WWE. So we've been talking about a lot of departures, but obviously there's been some hirings, some firings, all types of uh, shiftiness with call-ups and all types of stuff like that. So obviously, uh, recently, TJP, Ty Dillinger, Hideo Tommy, Arn Anderson, all left or been fired uh, with the rehiring of uh, uh, Bruce Pitcher, And um, obviously the most questionable person where I'm just going to just throw it right at you guys right now. Dana Warrior being hired in the creative department. What, how do you, what do you guys make of that? What is the rationality behind that? I, I, I don't see the big picture here. So, so I really need not, to know. She's not on creative. They've hired her almost like an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like an so internship. Almost. It's almost like an, yeah. yeah, it's almost like an internship for her right now where she's kind of learning how they do it to add a, a female perspective. Um, I've actually, heard a lot of positive stuff about her nothing as a writer I, I don't know how well of a writer she is i mean it's possible she could she could be a brilliant writer we don't know that but a lot of people are um very worried that she has this seat on creative and she has no writing background it's it's almost like an apprenticeship or or an internship like like you guys said um listen maybe she's good maybe not maybe they do a 60-day trial if she sucks she sucks they did it with you know um didn't uh foley's kid yeah. do an apprenticeship yeah. also and I don't know. I don't think it worked out well, but he, you know, they gave him a shot. <laughs> you know what? I, I hear it's like, again, on what wrestling fans can complain about. Like, that's just a weekly show. What wrestling fans can cr- uh, complain about? Oh, Dana Warriors on here because my great idea of having the Bauer Club versus the Shield six times in a row is better. Just cut and, it and, out. Yeah. Cut and it listen. Out. And guys, they have real writers on that team, yeah. and, and this is the product that we have. So maybe the answer is to have Dana Warrior on. Maybe, maybe that'll be the breath of fresh air that like, we get. You know? Why is that the like? Why? And this isn't against you guys, obviously, but why is this a big topic? Because wrestling Twitter or wrestling community yeah. makes it a big. It's not a big topic. Yeah. There's 85 writers. There's Jimmy Johns from down the street. Who? I mean, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who they bring in. Make the product interesting. Yeah, you know, funny is that Bruce Pritchard's interesting because he's a guy from the past or in the hottest mm-hmm. era. You bring him mm-hmm. in, he's got good knowledge, and maybe they're going a little bit away from TV PG, as you've seen mm-hmm. hinted at. And that's and- that's that's something that changes the landscape. 
Dana Warrior's not changing anything. <laughs> and, and, they, and, that, and even even Bruce became a negative. Even Bruce yeah. became oh, yeah. a negative. Where yeah. you know people people love, and this is, and I and you guys, uh, whoever listens, I mean, the, if anybody in the audience listens to my podcast, I, I don't know why you would, but <laughs> if you listen, you, you kind of know that I get really turned off by negativity. Yep. Oh, oh I sure. I'm a very uh, when it comes to stuff like this, like this, I, I love wrestling, right? And I, I talk to talk about this to my wife. Uh, you know, she's we've been together for 13 years. She she hears my passion for wrestling, but the second I no longer enjoy wrestling, I'm not doing this anymore. Like yep. we have advertisers. I, I I love doing the show, but I I've always told my co-host Rich, the day that I don't enjoy this, I can't do this out of a place of hatred. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, because people now watch wrestling. As critics, as as uh, as as reviewers, with everything that we do, and it's not just wrestling. Comic book culture has the same exact problem. Oh yeah, Uh, uh, pop culture has the same exact thing. Listen, I'm a comic book fan too, and I read, uh, you know, the reviews of stuff and the things that upset people to to the point of of it just makes me angry. So I stop reading it on the bigger scale, like Star Wars. Everyone bitched about the last Star Wars movie, and it's like, first off, you wanted them to try something different. Then they tried something too different, and it's like, (laughs) just like wrestling, like just like wrestling. I I, and I agree. The moment that I don't enjoy this, but what I did to enjoy it is I have someone run the rant with the on Twitter eighty percent of the time. It's not me. My Patreons get to talk to me and get to have those educated discussions because Twitter's a garbage fire. You know, it's, it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> all it again. So I I do the same thing. And the, the thing that helped me out is I deleted my personal account. I don't go on Twitter during Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. So I don't read people being negative. And I enjoy the show a hell of a lot more because I don't have to deal with the negativity because I feel like, People find something to bitch about, and it's like I've never seen so many un- unathletic people tell someone you can't <laughs> wrestle. I <know>. What? <laughs> listen, it, it, it. So with Bruce, for example, right? He listen. The guy has a tremendous mind for the business. He was twenty uh, something years old working with Vince. He was his right hand man, and all people are focused in on is that this is the guy that came up with Doink the Clown and and uh, and and Duke the Dumpster Josie. Listen, you know, working. I I worked uh, for a um, let's see how I can say this. I worked for a very upscale gentleman's club for a while nice. as their <laughs> okay. senior director of marketing and oh, senior director of viewership, senior director of viewership. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would have for every great idea, I would have four shitty ones yeah. that would, that would yeah. suck, you know, and that's just how it is when you, when you're in a, when you're in a creative position, uh, I I applaud them for actually considering Bruce. I like Bruce as a person. Uh, I people judge him based on a character he plays on a podcast. By the way, if you guys need Blue Chew, <laughs> we can just talk about this right now. You can go to BlueChew.com and you get free a free order. Just pay the shipping. Uh, I, I think I think Bruce does a great job for what he does, and and we'll just see what happens. You know, you can't change creative overnight. Yeah. We had a great week last week with Raw. This week was okay. So it, it, it takes time. Like, why can't wrestling fans put it in the perspective of life? 
Like, how many mistakes have you made in your life, and then you learn from them? So if WWE makes Hope, a mistake, hopefully. they're usually going to learn from it. And everyone's like, well, Roman Reigns is a mistake. Burr, 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 burr. And it's like, did you watch Raw for the yeah. four months he wasn't there? Because <laughs> I didn't, because I fell asleep at 9 o'clock every week. But, but you know what, though? Roman Reigns is a great example, right? What's wrong with Roman Reigns? Nothing. Uh, on, nothing. Nothing is wrong with him. <laughs> He was the guy that yep. the fans wanted until Daddy told you this is what you're supposed yep. to have. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what happened with Roman. Yep. He became the guy that they started pushing, and all of a sudden, it's this counterculture men mentality where you kind of want, you know, the it's it's, yeah. it's the underdog it's mentality starting, essentially. It's starting with Becky already. Go on. Oh yeah, and it's happening it's with Becky. Great, great. You know, it's happening right. with Becky. You wanted this person, like everyone's like, oh, well, at first it was, like, why did they add Charlotte to the main event? Like first off. A year ago, everyone was saying it's yeah. Charlotte versus Ronda's the main event of WrestleMania. Yep. Becky got hot. They put Becky in. Yeah, and now Becky people are talking about that. It's like, come on. Yep. Yep. I want to go back to, to the whole Dana Warrior thing because everyone on Twitter or wherever seems to know what it takes to hire a writer. Yeah. And they know the <laughs> qualifications of a writer for WWE. The only qualification <laughs> that you could potentially predict future success being a WWE writer is whether or not you've been involved in a creative process before. Other than that, there is nothing like it. Like, like, like the way they do it. They have separate teams. One stays in Stanford. One goes on the road. It's yeah. absolutely nuts. There, there's just all you're doing is contributing ideas. She could be terrible. She could not be terrible. What she's done before isn't going to have anything to do with that. There's really no way of knowing if someone's going to succeed in that role until they do it. Everything else is just internet guesswork. Yep. Very true. Very well. Said. Very true. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're nailing all the points as far as the Dana warrior situation goes. We really don't know what's going to be, what that is even going to amount to. It might not amount to anything. Who knows? I mean, she's, she's there and she's checking stuff out and whether she'll actually end up contributing much of anything or if it becomes a permanent position, who knows? I think the initial reaction just, I think came from, you know, she comes with a lot of baggage as far as who her husband was. And there's definitely a lot of people out there who know so the darker side i'll just say of her husband yeah, and given her husband like yeah like listen i'm a jerk off doesn't mean my wife's an <laughs> asshole you know what i mean like very true <laughs> you can attest to that too with me and my wife <laughs> yeah, i don't think any i don't think any of us want our wives to be evaluated by who <laughs> we are she is fucked like right? <laughs> yeah. Like, my wife, very good, very my wife is point. amazing. I'm doing a YouTube show with you guys. Yeah. So yeah. think about that for a second. <laughs> Anyone yeah, who has to talk to me over 10 minutes, I feel bad for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a part of it is probably, you know, a little bit of that. And then just, I think there's just the weirdness of people being like, okay, well, if they want it, when they, the line about that they brought her in to fulfill a female perspective is, I think, what set a number of people off because they're going with the idea that, like, well, there's, there's female writers out there between comic books and TV mm -hmm. and, you know, tons of different mediums. So it's like, if that's what you're looking for, get someone who actually has some experience in either TV like, or something, like, or even an ex-female wrestler because, or something of some just sort. Just because I have experience in sports doesn't mean I'm going to be good at every sport. Like, it, it's, yeah. there's a, it's a double-sided argument because I see, like, okay, they've been involved in a creative process. But being involved in a wrestling show is completely different than writing 100%. about a, a superhero because – you can write about a superhero and people don't get tired of a superhero winning all the time. But in wrestling, when you present someone as a superhero, they hate them. Then what you're shoving them down our throat. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, there's like that that and I, I get what you're saying, but there's that weird medium where it's like mm -hmm. you can do something well, but it's not gonna always translate over to wrestling.
No, right, you're true. absolutely right. Writing for wrestling is it's its own uh, beast. I, I I assist with writing for Capital Wrestling, and uh, it, it is a for every fan that thinks they could write wrestling. If you actually go through the process of having to write ten weeks of TV, and you start at week ten, and then you got to figure out how you get there without screwing anything up. Uh, best case scenario, nobody gets hurt and nobody quits the company. <laughs> normal scenario, everybody gets hurt and everybody quits the company. So now you got to kind of <laughs> suck and die with everybody. Uh, and imagine, you know, WWE at least has the pleasure of, of contracts. I was just going to uh, say. Yeah. Writing for an independent promotion in the Northeast uh, changes week after week. So you build 10 weeks of TV on one guy and all of a sudden Ring of Honor signs them. Yep. And yeah. what do you do? You yep. got to now start over, and then you have people that say, "Well, look at look how shitty the writing is. It's not consistent. Yeah. It, it's it's a very difficult task for any company to have to write weekly wrestling television. Uh, not even considering three weeks, three hours a week for one show, another two hours for another, a pay per view every four to five weeks. Yep. It's really um, a difficult task that most people can't." Uh, handle and we see that you know we had guys like freddie prince jr a very uh a very talented writer in, in hollywood you know a guy that's very he's an actor he understands it on both sides and he really couldn't sustain that lifestyle um, you know it's funny too because everyone before you know we'll talk about the female perspective before dana warrior was announced as or was revealed or whatever is being on the writing team how many of those people knew they already had a lead female writer that's like, exactly what I was going know, to say. Most people yeah. didn't know that, and yet here we've had one, and she was an actress on a sitcom. So you just never know where it's going to come from and how it's going to work. But everybody's an expert. Now we got to be fake mad about it. Hold on, let me tweet about yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I'm really going to stir the pot with this tweet. Like, come on, shut up. That is truly some people's motivation. We know yeah, that. I, mean, I will say, ever since uh, Bruce been back, the tone just felt so different and refreshing, and it's absolutely been a positive. That I don't even, I can't even fathom to think how people can look at that as any bit of negativity at all. Like it's just raw. It just felt. Or just anything Royal SmackDown just felt a lot different over the last uh, couple of weeks since he's been back. Also, too, Andrew, I'll just let you know, too, because I know you say you hate negativity. I seen Captain Marvel last night. Mm -mm. Oh, Not good, huh? Mm -mm, I don't, I didn't don't do it. Negativity. Wait, let, let, me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me kind of set that. I'm, I, I'm I, just messing with you. I, you, you I, hate I, let me set that. I hate any kind of negativity. I just want positivity <laughs> in my life. Uh, no, I, I, I don't like un, 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 yeah, I don't like um, uh, I I don't like internet negativity. Yeah, you know, I don't. I hate talking the about that ass power. half the time. Yeah. You know, the meh, meh, everything. Triple warriors. You want the constructive criticism that exactly. we don't get online yeah, because you get 280 characters and you're going to use yeah. it. But people sit down to watch Raw and they're literally like, okay, what am I going to hate? Yeah, you're obviously gonna find <laughs> something. If you yep. sit down to watch Raw and say, "What am I going to like?" Guess what? You're gonna fucking like something. Yeah. And so yeah. it's all in your mind frame. It's all in your mindset. I, I, and I we can't the, change them. I love the gang mentality. I've seen so many people that are like, "I like Roman Reigns," and like six months later, because like they can't take people, you know, coming. I, I've been a Roman fan since day one, and I don't care what people think. Like I've been called, you know, worse things by better people. But like I've seen friends 
that say, oh, I like Roman Reigns. Roman's my favorite, blah, blah, blah. And then the internet turns them because it's that gang mentality yep. where it's not cool to like yeah. Roman Reigns. And Peer it, pressure. Yeah, and it, it, I just don't get like that. Like, I don't get why people can't have educated conversations about more than wrestling, just about life in general. And like, like Andrew said, like, why can't people just be positive? If you don't like something that much, why do you watch it? I don't, I don't sit here and yeah. go, I hate the Kardashians, and I go in there and watch whatever. I hate watch the Kardashians. I, I, I hate watch well, them the problem regularly. Is they, they are hot. So, of course, like I'm going to look at the TV and be like, ah. but I'm not interested in it. But like, I'm not going to sit there and bash people who watch it. Or yeah. I'm not sit there and live tweet the Kardashians. Can you imagine if people live tweeted the Kardashians all negative stuff? Kim's oh nose is fucked up in this frame. Look at that. <laughs> Look at this outfit. It's god awful. Who cares? No, I, I, I you know what? Though, you, yeah. you, you, we're kind of discussing something that that goes beyond wrestling, and I think it's oh, a cultural sure. shift. It's, oh, it's a major yeah. cultural shift where anonymity has somewhat allowed. Mm. You know, I I do my you know I love the wrestling stuff, and it's become a living for me, but. My bread and butter is my tech podcast, and and we discuss this all the time. Where uh, anonymity has allowed people to become the worst versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I'm not someone that's against anonymity. It's not there to protect me. It's almost like freedom of speech. Uh, freedom of speech, speech is not to protect my speech; it's to protect yours. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for anonymity. Uh, unfortunately, with you know, there are days that I want there to be some sort of registration where we all get on a list and I want to know everybody's name that's messaging me. Yeah. But in reality, <laughs> you know, the bigger picture, I want to know. I want to know who, 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 you know, Bonnet 69 is. Oh, special dude 26 in your DMs again. Yeah, that, that, that's just <laughs> telling me that my eyebrows look ridiculous. Yeah. You know? I want to I fucking find this guy. And of course, but, they're telling you that while they have an avatar of like an anime yeah, character yeah. or something. It, 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 <laughs> anime it, avatar. It, yeah, it's an anime yeah. avatar. Yeah. And it, you know, with tentacles coming out of its asshole. You know what I mean? Like that, <laughs> that's, that's the world that we live in. This guy That's actually them, that. though. That's the problem. That's actually who they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. But in reality, like those guys are always going to exist. Yep. Uh, you know, the internet is, and anonymity is there to protect, you know, political asylum seekers and people doing, you know, the good stuff. But the reality is majority of the internet is filled with shitheads. Yeah. And no. that is represent, that represents society at this point. We are in a very polarizing world where there can't be a gray. Everything is black or white. Everything is against you, you know, politically, yep. not politically, uh, uh, fan driven. I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. And I, 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 I hope that it all goes on fire one day. This yeah. is all gone. It's just, it, I, I wanted someone lights a match so and then, you know, cool guy 69 is nowhere to be. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I would love to do like, I was a history major, so I'm a fucking giant nerd. I would love to do like a thesis on wrestling fans psychology, because I feel like, Wrestling fans as a whole are an introverted bunch. The communication skills, everything. I feel like I just, I know personally, like I wasn't the biggest, like uh, I didn't like to come out and talk about wrestling because people would just literally bash you for watching wrestling. No so you keep to yourself and you have this awkward perspective on stuff. And I feel like that's yeah. like the wrestling community is like, this is where they can come out of their shell and kind of like be themselves, but they try to portray something that they're not like, 
me on my show, me on my Twitter, it's me. When you meet yep. Anthony, it is the same person who's on the show. But I feel like this is where they can mask and like let out their frustrations of not being allowed to be a wrestling fan. Well, now they're a diehard wrestling fan. You're going to hear every single thought that they have mm -hmm. in their mind until – you don't want to hear it anymore, and you block. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we get the weirdest DMs, like the weirdest DMs. Like, you know, like the other week, I had like six DMs. You know Roman's leukemia was fake, and it's like, okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. And dude, you know what's crazy about that whole leukemia conspiracy? Yeah. Um, people are very vocal about it. You know, like, by the way, I grew up in New York, right? I there are like I'm not like 9/11 is one of those things that I I hear about that was all my the time right? that was my senior thesis actually that I was just talking not, about okay yeah. so <laughs> I hear that but people whisper it right people are like oh yep. well, you know okay fine you know what it, it that's your that's your prerogative steel that's beams your don't bend like that steel, steel beams <laughs> don't bend I, I get it I know the whole thing whatever yep. that's your belief you you think whatever you think and it doesn't affect me but. This whole Roman Reigns leukemia thing. Yeah. People, I, I watched a podcast. I, I don't want to say the guy's name. This guy That's was. Put him on place. I, you know why I can't <laughs> say it? I, I don't want to say because I, I, I would get it wrong. And God forbid there's another podcaster. Is it Wasim Purvis? No. <laughs> Se no. Sexy man 55. No, can Wasim no, make a was, podcast? Like, that would be great. It's, it's cool guy 69, okay? <laughs> cool guy 69. Special B26. But this guy is coming. He's he's doing this whole thing about how Rome, Roman's leukemia was fake. And he's talking about, you know, but he's he's so aggressive about it. He's not presenting any kind of proof or or the typical or the other thing that I've heard is like my father had leukemia and he died and he didn't survive. Um, you know, there are different types of leukemia. There's different there's different levels. My grandfather had leukemia. He lived with it for 25 years. Yep. So it, it's not a kiss of death, especially in 2019. It's not the kiss of but death. And a healthy guy like Roman, too. like And a healthy guy yeah, like Roman. Right. And yeah. The type have that he access has. to the best doctors and everything, and yeah, yeah, and the type that he has, um, he's it, it, it could come back, and and the odds are, yeah. if it came back a second time, it, it's possible it'll come a third time. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, the hope is that it doesn't. But this guy is so angry and so mad that you know Roman Reigns is back and his leukemia is fake, and WWE did this. And for a second, let's think about it. this: is a publicly traded company. Yep. The 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 outcry and the negativity that'll exist, considering this is a company that works with Susan G. Coleman. Yep. yep. You know, a a, a group they have Connor's cure. They have all the Connor's cure. Yeah. Like it just shows you the disconnect, like you were saying, Ant, yeah. that that certain people within the wrestling community have where everything is a work and i i think the problem is they watch too many honky shoot videos yeah oh, yeah you know <laughs> i i think too much rf videos have oh, yeah. have, have corrupted people's minds they, they where they think that th this is even a a a concept that the wwe would would, would put together to get people to like Roman come on Reigns. you know th th there's certain yeah. levels yeah. Yeah. And that's the funny thing this is a way to get people to like roman reigns is yeah. the comment i got i was like yeah. hey asshole did you see the merchandise numbers last yeah. year because he was like yeah, number right? two like, yeah. people like him. People hating people hating Roman Reigns was great business. Yeah. There's no reason the for people to like Roman Reigns. People hate Roman Reigns. Look how much money he generates. Yeah, the, 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 the one I kept getting was, you know Vince tried to fake his death once, so why wouldn't he try and do <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. It's On like, TV. <laughs> 
it's like, dude, that isn't how it works. Like yeah. they're they're actively involved with cancer charities. This listen, would like if if they dared to go there, this would be like the silver bullet that would finally yeah. if they excessively damage them. If, that's, if like, they did that, honestly, with like my life and my my brother's battle with cancer and stuff like that, I would not watch this company anymore. And that's yeah. just me, you know, my my view on it. If they would fake this as a storyline. But they wouldn't do it. Like I just don't. It's not, not even chance. like like he didn't even say, "Hey, Roman Reigns has cancer." He said, "Joe has leukemia." Like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't built into the show like yeah. a neck injury. You yeah. don't build cancer into wrestling storyline. So so another Fox, thing that I I kind of wanted to travel. touch on. Um, yep. there there was a lot of information going out, a lot of stories going over what Dave Meltzer said about Roman Reigns' leukemia. Um. So Dave, for example, and this is another great example of how the internet community is kind of spun up. Dave never questioned his leukemia or or even said, like, it's not possible. He specifically said on a show that there's different types of leukemia. Yeah. And um, and, you know, sometimes it's worse. It's always bad, but sometimes it's worse than others. And the type that he has is in the grand scheme of things. Things. And this is, you know, not to take, be taken out of context. He has the lesser of the bad leukemias. But he said that yeah. on the doc- Roman said that on the documentary. Luckily, yeah, Roman I have this too. leukemia, which is easier to beat. Like yeah. he said it straight up on on that documentary. Yeah, he didn't have to take chemo. He just has to, like take medication. Yes, that's a right. chemo pill. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just again, it's it just the full circle of things. It's just people have to stop overreacting to things, yeah. and you have to. Like it, it's just if we can create this positive community, I know all of our listeners, like that's the one thing that we pride ourselves on is being a positive community. Like, yeah. yes, we have our debates. Yes, we don't like certain things, but it's the way that you present yourself when you don't mm-hmm. like a certain thing. Like, I'm not going to sit there and get on a soapbox about I don't like how they're presenting the tag team division because I don't. But guess what? I just won't talk about the tag team division. Because yeah. I'm not going to sit there and be like, <laughs> I hate it so much, blah, 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 and turn red yeah. in my face and look like an asshole when I can talk about the women's division. I can talk about Reigns being back. I can talk about yeah. Seth's year. Mm-hmm. You have so much good to focus on, but people like to pick out those little sections of the bad and really mm-hmm. just drive the nail home, you know? This is like the perfect segue, too, for the next the next topic, for real, because this has been something I've been kind of passionate about, trying to like exploit the positivity in it. So... The NST call-ups, basically, um, and, and not just call-ups, but a lot of shifting around where people are going 205 Live. Obviously, we're seeing people on Raw, SmackDown, NST UK. Really good. And, that, and actually, you're seeing people work more on the indies as well, too. So everyone's getting work. Everyone's getting publicity to some extent. Um, but uh, some people are calling the, like, the call-ups like pointless. Like, oh, they just brought them up, and they're not giving them nothing to do. Just, you know, just giving them matches for no reason. And Instead, which you know, I I would describe this as a, a great tactic as exposure, but other people feels like it's trash because they didn't do it like they usually do, where they say like, you know, EC3 and uh and uh heavy machinery, blah 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 coming soon to try to exploit like that they're gonna be put into a storyline. So you, you you see a little bit of difference from how they usually do it, but how you know what they've done with Ricochet and Alistair Black now they're like these guys are here. And they're in matches or whatever. Well, but they like, they did make a mistake. Uh, I have a a very close friend that's a writer there, and they admittedly have have internally have said, "Okay, we screwed it up with these guys." 
Let's mm-hmm. not do that again. I think the concept here was that, like you said, it would be an old school debut, you know, coming soon, coming soon, yeah. coming soon. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the way that wrestling fans look at debuts, they want the Sabu debut. They want the lights to turn off and the right. lights to turn yeah. on. And here's the guy in the middle of the ring and he gets a title shot the first night, which that's not how you write TV. So so what do you, what do you mean technically they screwed up? They had they, they realized their mistake. Yeah, they had a very different vision for how this was going to go down. Yeah, And it was vocalized from other people saying, listen, it's not going to work that way. You know, you, you can't take people and blend them in and then slowly bring them up like that. If you have a guy like EC3, yeah. you kind of have to separate him from everybody else and say, listen, this is a TNA champion. This is a, you know, a, a known wrestler. Uh, and they kind of blended him, and that was kind of the idea that he would he would cool. be in the background of stuff, yeah, yeah. and then have him feud. Um, they dropped the ball with that, and I don't know. What's, they're gonna have to hit the reset on it. You, that, you that's, that's, like, that's my that's my point here is that you you you, you seen the first group of people that they said was going well, the they, they were gonna call up, and it, it's not working. And now you're seeing Ricochet, who they didn't know the main roster crowd did not know who he was now it's the black to now people are cheering for them yep. respecting their crap because I mean, these guys are... got like brought to a big stage and i agree with andrew right. but that that's something that they have messed up time and time again look at the people who have fallen by the wayside that... and then look at the people who have remained up top the people like kevin owens and finn it's and the one Seth. that they just said boom. That they, Anyway, bam, they're yep. here. Kevin Owens beat Cena on his first night. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns are in a faction. Page. You know, Paige wins the title. They got that treatment. They felt like a huge star. Someone who I feel is kind of like in that floundering, kind of in that mid where it could go either way, is Samoa Joe. And I love Samoa Joe. But you haven't given the casuals anything to connect with with that guy until last night. We're like, okay, now he's the United States champion. But – they, they've done it with Adam Rose, No Way Jose, people like this where they just bring them up and they don't do anything, and then they're gone six months later, yep. like just off the face of the earth. Well, Bruce Pritchard has said it before on his show, and now he's there, of course. That, you, yeah. you want somebody to look like a main eventer, you bring him in as a main that, eventer. And outside right. of like one or two people, almost everybody who's come up from NXT is still at the level that they were at when they were introduced yep. by the company. Kevin Owens That's- came in, he beat John Cena. Now he's a big star. You know, maybe Alexa Bliss is one that, that I mean, wasn't like that. Sammy, is, Sammy Zayn is like what Sammy Zayn. I used to say Sammy Zayn's going to be your next Daniel Bryan. He's a genuine guy. People can relate to him. And right. they brought him up and nothing like he's had yeah. some great matches. But what has he done to be that main event talent? He was in NXT. Right. It's because they, they brought, brought him in. They yeah, brought Nakamura. him in the Nakamura. Yeah. yeah, Nakamura is a perfect example. That guy should have came up and yeah, I know it's cliche, but beat John Cena. And then you're like, wow. That guy's for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they brought him in and immediately just threw him out there with Ziggler. And it's like, oh, okay. So he's mid Carter. And and then he started not shine AJ Styles at his chance to shine. And it's like, you took his shine away from him. So now he's he's just Shinsuke Nakamura in the tag team. You have to also look at, and what I'm kind of saying is what has been told to me by one of my friends there. A lot. You know, you got a writing team, right? And you got agents and you got producers and you have a, a whole slew of people. So let's use Nakamura as a great example. How many of them have actually watched his career in Japan? 
Probably, out of probably, the out of the five percent, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I was gonna say ten percent. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe very small number. Very small number, right? So let let's even let's say out of ten people, three of them have watched. So thirty percent ha- yeah. are are familiar with him. Out of that thirty percent, how many of them are influencers within the yeah. company? Exactly. So now right. you have a whole new group of people that all they have seen is a five minute. A promo package that was put together for them like it is for Vince and now they're looking at this guy and saying okay I gotta figure out what this guy's entire three year career the last pre- previous three years is and how we're gonna incorporate him in he came in he had that phenomenal match with Sami Zayn oh, right he was, it, it was great he was in NXT and in an NXT you're a little bit protected you have more control over what you're doing you go to the main roster and all they see is a big pop every time he comes out. They know nothing about his fuse. They know nothing about his personality. They now want him to talk. You have a whole group of people that are not familiar with your work writing for the character. You know, yeah. going back to comic books, mid-90s, Uncanny X-Men was on fire, mm-hmm. right? Imagine if you changed writers midway through this the storyline oh. of... Mm-hmm. Uh, of I guess like um, going late 90s, uh, Omega Prime and Alpha, right? Which was a big uh fallout of of uncanny essentially and now you change the writer and the guy is only familiar with you know stuff that happened three years ago and it's for funny, a very short period it happens in television people mm-hmm. leave writers leave and then it's like or movies and like a perfect example one of my favorite shows entourage after season four midway the writers left and then they had to get new writers. And yeah, it was yeah. it felt like a a different show because different people were writing yeah. these characters the way they saw them. Yeah, Listen, the, the, the biggest example, example is uh the biggest example is um is uh, uh Justice League, the movie. You seen between two people try to direct the movie and, and, yeah. and their vision and their writing, and it looks like two different movies when you watch it, like absolutely a tragedy, you know. I know, this, this, these are the struggles <laughs> that that they face on the uh, as a as a writer for WWE. So, you know, the big committees, I, I'm not a fan of. At the end of the day, it's Vince that makes the decision. He yeah. he's in charge. Yeah. And how familiar is Vince McMahon with a with AJ Styles? I mean, AJ was a fluke in, in yeah, all. In all <laughs> God, God, AJ as was. a Nick Carter. God forbid yeah. if the, he did not get that pop at that yeah. Rumble, right? Imagine if he comes out, if they didn't have the right theme for him, it didn't say phenomenal, and here comes AJ Styles with the Rachel haircut from Friends yes. coming out. With Phoebe. To, with, yeah, with Phoebe. Uh, coming out in front of, it, it, to, to face Roman Reigns, and that crowd doesn't react. It would have been it for him. It yeah, would have been it. True. It was yeah. a fluke. And, and thank God. Thank God it was a fluke. Thank God that was the reaction. It was in the city. He had the right theme. He had the right entrance. And he got the reaction he was supposed yeah, to get. And I think yep. another thing that, that there's in this is Roman selling that, like, who is this? And then when AJ Styles comes out, Roman's like, oh, shit. Like, he made it look like, Ro- like, like AJ yep. was a big deal. And then, of course, people don't like Roman, so now everyone's cheering AJ to get him out. Yep. So it was the – it literally, they yeah. set it up perfect. It was a fluke, but – I think a lot of thought went into that to get this guy over as well. But AJ Styles, I mean, like you said, it is a fluke because how many times have we seen someone get this big, this big push and then he just falls flat? I mean, right now I like, I like Braun Strowman, but I felt like Braun Strowman. I felt like this guy was going to be the universal champion like eight months ago and it still hasn't happened. 
So it's starting to go down. Another one, my favorite one I've seen is Enzo and Cass. They never pulled the trigger on them. And why I don't like them together, like I don't like them at all, but when they left NXT, they were the hottest act in NXT. Mm -hmm. The crowd was going nuts for them. They came, they got a great pop, they got position, they got title matches, and then they lost. And then yeah, the, the Hardy were, Boys have a lot, a lot to do with out. that. Yeah, but it just fell out. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. You, the, the Hardy Boys came, what, six months after their run in WWE? Like, I was already getting tired of them at that point. Yeah, true yep. that. True that. Um, uh, as a as a part two to, to this question, um, <laughs> so Tomasa, Tomasa Ciampa, Ciampa um, obviously the news came out today about him having to get neck surgery and potentially being out for about six to 14 months, which I think we all can agree that he's going to have to vacate the NSC championship. Yes. So considering what we just talked about, how people are just being called up, maybe, maybe that was just an isolated thing. I don't know if more continues, obviously the, uh, the, the raw after mania, we expect stuff like that. Um, but NST has a lot that got to shift around now. Where, where do you think they go for at this point now? Losing one of their, you know, brightest talents, their champion, and to an injury, and maybe possibly would have just been to the main roster. Who knows how that was going to be handled? The I good mean, thing is, if they were preparing to actually call him up, that right. they probably have a plan in place of who's getting the title and who's going to be challenging for titles. Velveteen Dreams, your North American champion. You have Matt Riddle. I'm a little biased because I love Matt Riddle, but I mean, you have the you have the roster where you can push these guys up and people can fill in, and that's where yeah. stars are made. That's where you make or break it is when stuff like this happens, and it sucks because Tomasa Champa has been the most consistent character on all of WWE programming, yeah. in my opinion. Agreed. So losing yeah. him is huge, but. It forces people to step up. It forces you to make stars. And there's a guy named Adam Cole who's a pretty big star that has never had a title reign that you could really kind of lean on as your crutch. Yeah. They got a bunch of darn options. One thing I'll say when this happened this morning, when the word came out about Tommaso Ciampa, of course, it's like, oh, my God, this is like right weeks before takeover. They have TV in the can. It looks like they're building to a Ciampa versus Gargano blow-off match for the NXT title. And – now that's all out the window. The upside as the day went on, and I kept thinking about it, I think, is that it happening right before Mania is that they were going to have to reshuffle the deck no matter what with so many yeah. people coming and going. So like like you just mentioned, um, they had to have a plan in place. Was, was Tommaso going to lose the belt or not? That was going to have to be addressed either darn way. What I like about this, the more I thought about it, I think this is a great opportunity to really reshuffle the deck in NXT because that place is so stocked right now yep, with talent time. that is just sitting on the shelf and has just barely, you know, gotten used yet. Like Keith Lee, like Donovan Di Dijakovic. Let me get yeah, the name Ch right. There. <laughs> Make his name harder to say. Uh, exactly. It's like, why can't it just be Dijak? Make it easy. Oh, coming soon for sure. No, yeah, for sure. His last name. <laughs> yeah, because for sure. For some reason, Andrade Cienalmas is Andrade when everyone called him Cien. <laughs> you <laughs> like Cien or call him Andrade? And as you mentioned, Matt Riddle, I mean, yep. and Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, they, they have options. They I mean, absolutely you, have I mean, options. Robbie Strong is amazing. And I know he's an undisputed era, but you have <laughs> all these great, like O'Reilly and Fish are good. Like you have a lot of options. And that but, new class that's coming in as well, too. Who knows? Pete Dunn loses the UK championship. Yep. 
Pete Dunne can be your guy in NXT. Yeah, absolutely. You, They have a lot of different cards that they can play here. And I think one thing that they kind of got hurt with in the past like few months, they, they stuck with that Gargano and Ciampa feud for mm-hmm. so long that it's really stagnated, I think, the top of the NXT card. So personally, if it was me, I would love to see the plan be for WrestleMania weekend that they use this as the opportunity to really refresh NXT. And you, I mean, you just mentioned him personally. I would say you know, you got Dream in the mix. You got Gargano in the mix. You got Adam Cole in the mix. I would go with like a total curve and I'd throw Matt Riddle in there and I'd strap a rocket on him right here and make him the champ. I would love make, that. Make a brand new guy that will immediately be elevated into that top level and just do it. Just do it and make shake everything up. Everything when, up when is, their, when is their TV taping? The Next Wednesday. Yeah, Next Wednesday. Okay. So yeah. I guess we're going to find out. They got a week to figure it out, right? Yeah, they got a week I'm to very, figure it out. I'm very biased on Matt Riddle because he's a friend of mine. So like, yeah. if they want to give the title to Matt Riddle, I might run in the ring. I might, <laughs> I might do it. I don't care. Ban me from NXT. I, might, I, I think it's the idea be... of like making a brand new no, guy I, just I can like see, that. I can see now, now with Velveteen, I could see Riddle maybe beating Velveteen and then Velveteen actually winning that champ. You need... That star power, because I mean, the rumor is FS1 for NXT. How long has that been a rumor? You need right. a guy that people want to see, and and who knows? Maybe this is a time where you start crossing people back yeah, to NXT but, because sure. they want to make that a legit third brand. So mm-hmm. is that against the realm of possibility? Not that at all. Some of these guys that they're not doing anything with can go back to NXT. Not at all. I think I think the statement was made when you seen Sasha and Bailey say we're going to defend it down here. And again, you know, a lot of mix, a lot of mixings going on. Mia Yim was in NXT UK. Um, uh, um, um, Oni Larkin was just in Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah. Um, so you know, Tyler what, Breeze was down there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I legit think that you know, if you want to, and, and Matt Riddle is a perfect person to put the belt on, considering the FS1 deal. His name, his face, his yeah. brand, his, his his history with UFC, a face that uh, a lot of people that may not be a wrestling fan, but a, a hardcore UFC fan, you're bringing a whole nother group of people and say, Oh, I know that guy, I remember him. He busted Dana White balls for about three years. Oh, he's the champion, <laughs> might as well watch it, you know what I mean. I, it could be interesting, but I don't. I don't think the, we're out of the realm of possibility for any of this stuff. And I, I hope, and I say it all the time on the podcast. I legit hope when Triple H and the McMahon's and them came out and said that we're going to get the matches we want and they're going to be sh- shaking things around. I hope this is what they meant. And then with the call ups of like Ricochet and them, I hope that was part of the seating of like you just never know who may work where and who may do what. And I, and if that's what the the path they're going on. With the abundance of, of of people coming in the NST, it just makes it a safe place for anybody, for anybody and anybody to go anywhere. So, and they're just, just going to keep recruiting. I mean, again, I can't emphasize enough that underclass with ACH and them. That's a strong class yeah. that's coming in. And yeah. I, I I tell hey. Will all the time, AEW, they said all the people they signed, and then there's a big cloud of people that has not been signed or proclaimed signed anywhere that i'm for sure going to wwe even though they haven't announced it yet so there's another strong class of free agents that's been out oh, there yeah. that's coming in for and they sure. have a uk brand that they can pull from exactly dude walter man walter, walter like walter yes. beast dude is, there's no you know, you shortage brought some, you brought up something interesting aew now has a um 
you know, we're getting closer to obviously finding out their t- their official TV schedule and uh, finding out, you know, their entire roster, what they're planning on doing. Uh, over the last month, you know, we have not really heard any big names. Oh. And that kind of shows you how everybody's committed to all the different brands at this point. You know, Japan is making a big uh, mm-hmm. a big effort at locking guys in. Ibushi fucking Ibushi, signed. And he never yep. signed. And, and he never signed. So they had to have given him great money. Yep. You have Ring of Honor making plays, obviously, yeah. for a lot of people. You have WWE. You have NXT. And then you have MLW, which is open in the contracts. But yeah. still, you have an abundant amount of places for people to go. In an era where, I mean, this is this really is the pro wrestling renaissance. If you think about it, I can't think of a period in pro wrestling that has had the the this level of talent mm-hmm. uh, as as a whole, you know, and this level of hardcore interest. When you yeah. talk about pro wrestling, you know, the, the, I, I brought this up on my show. One of my friends, he's an executive at one of uh, a major TV network with, with three letters, essentially, right? <laughs> you could you could kind of <laughs> there's only a couple of them, right? Only yeah. a couple of these. Uh, Not a handful so, of them. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he he his job is to essentially figure out what kind of demo exists for a certain product, and the number that they uh, cohesively uh, amongst you know him and other networks they figured out is there is a consistent half a million people that will watch wrestling every single week, not turn it off. They're committed to buying into the brand. They're committed into buying products. It's only a half a million. And that's a very high number for a P1 audience, a, a, a hardcore audience for pro wrestling to have. The, the bet is not on those guys. It's the secondary and third level entry points to pro wrestling. Unfortunately, Kenny Omega is not going to do it, right, for a lot of those people. Uh, where, you know, as far as the open market goes, what are some big names that could become top stars in any of these companies that's not signed? It's not too many people. No. It's yeah. retreads. It's it's guys from like ECW. It's like Rob Van Dam or you know Tommy Dreamer. People who are past their prime, but they 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 pop you like oh I know who that is. But there's really no one out there because they'd have to come from WWE, and I just don't see that happening. At least not right away. There's Someone one guy. Will go, there's one guy. There's, one guy. Well, I will say this: if we're talking about combat sports, like there's only legit five big names that exist yeah. out there that's like active and. DC being in um and UFC, who's on inbound to WWE. Right. And their yeah, as soon as, as soon as Bones beats well, him again, he's gone. Yeah, well, Jones. Well, UFC, who's, UFC. You bring it up. Great example. They they made the biggest mistake where they went with the WWE spoke on the wheel mentality, mm-hmm. where they True. did not invest time into personalities, into characters. They invested mm-hmm. time into their brand, mm-hmm. and, and look what suffer. happened. Ron left. No, and you're Ron right. left. Lesnar left. Yep. And uh, you know, DC is at the end. GSP just retired. GSP retired. Yeah. John Jones is, you know, is on I mean training water to stay. Who knows how legit. many picograms he has in his body yeah, right. at any given point? I can't believe we're discussing picograms first of all. You know how much how small a picogram is? How tiny I just of, don't, of a I just, I just don't get it. Somehow he has 20 to 40 picograms every day of his life in his system. Um, no, but the reality is, you know, the, the, how many how many pro wrestlers exist out there that are open top guys? I'm not I'm not talking, you know, mid range guys or, or beyond their their time guys. I'm saying a top guy currently that could potentially sign with a company and make 
a, a swing with those half a million Steve, viewers. Steve Punk. That's about it. That's it. Yeah. That's the only yeah, name. Yeah. That's the only name. I mean, I'm not saying he's coming back or he would no. even be that big of a draw right. coming back a couple well, years later. Would, I, I think he would. Because he would be a draw. I think he, he would. would. Get, I yeah. think he it would get people's attention. Sure There's no doubt. But for for P for P two level audiences and P three level, he's a name that people recognize over yep. the last decade. Mm -hmm. uh, the reality is, it doesn't exist. That's that's available, and WWE has grabbed all these guys. You know, yeah. Matt Riddle is a great name to build a company around. Yep, it absolutely yeah. is. You know, but he's locked in. Yeah, I and mean, not I, to mention I, too. I mean, they 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 keep their negotiations and interests open. I mean, it's a far, it's a it's a reach right now. But who's to say that somebody like Conor McGregor don't get bored with getting beat in the face for a while, and Floyd Mayweather doesn't want to fight him? I mean, he's like, wait, I can. Brock Lesnar made how much last year and yeah, appeared how is, many he has times? So much income from everything yeah. else that he does. Yeah, he's almost Ronda Rousey did it because Ronda Rousey loved wrestling and that's why i always respect ronda rousey this isn't a money grab for her i agree i love professional wrestling i want to go do it i don't see that with like a guy like conor mcgregor maybe I, I do i see it with dc because dc, oh, DC for sure wrestling. yeah right. it, 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 he has a background in wrestling it makes sense i mean conor is he's a cash guy he wants to make money and and who knows what ronda head was upon signing but yet she does love combat sports and i think the package they present to her and I think when you when you mimic when you mirror that and you want to pursue somebody bigger, I mean, let's not let's not forget Cain Velasquez is another big UFC guy mm -hmm. was hiding mm -hmm. in the NST crowd. And they say, Oh, that guy right there is uh he beat Brock, by the way. Um, <laughs> is in our crowd right now. We're just gonna let you guys know who he is. I mean, like they they they're constantly expanding. But these big names right here are are are, are names that could tip viewerships for sure, but they're only being talked about with WWE. So yeah. th that's that's just it. Well, that's so. because WWE is the grandest stage of them all. It really is. And that I know not I, forget I, ever. I love AEW and I, I love what they're doing. And I, I love the the progressive mentality that they have. But at the end of the day, you can start all these football leagues. Nothing's going to be bigger than the NFL. You nope. can start any wrestling company you want. Nothing will be bigger than the WWE. It's yep. taken 30 plus years to establish. This just didn't happen overnight. Yeah. So. I mean, I just, of course, DC would go to WWE because growing up, what did we watch? I mean, yes, WCW was there. We grew up in a lucky era, but you know, you remember the Hulk Hogan slamming Andre, Andre mm -hmm. the Giant. You remember mm -hmm. at Warrior Rick Rude steel cage matches. You remember that golden era. And as much as the wrestling wasn't good, the characters were, and they were larger yeah. than life. life larger than That's life. where yeah. you go to be a larger than life character and expand your brand. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and there's only so much great wrestling is going to attract at the end of the day. You know, you need a captivating storyline. You need something mm -hmm. that's going to bring people back. I think they did a great job two weeks ago with Batista and Triple H. Oh, oh no, no, what, no, no. When is the last time? And you guys, and this is kind of, I, I'm actually asking because I'm going to use this on my show. When is the last time Raw ended with a holy shit cliffhanger? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say, well, I mean, what like oh my god what happens next oh my god what happens next? It, it, yeah. it has right. to be rollins turning on the shield that's yeah. a great example like, like, yeah. when when you did that everyone was shocked and i know the, the dean ambrose thing kind of left me in shock too but the shock didn't hit because it was more of the oh my god is roman right. reigns going to be okay yeah. but they haven't <laughs> they haven't had that like you like lay in bed and you're thinking about it like I lay there and I'm like, yeah. holy shit, we're gonna get Batista Triple H. And then I started thinking all the times 
they hinted at it over the years and how it's finally coming together. I, yeah. I thought that was perfectly done. I love that ending. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And like I'm, we're going to move into our very last topic, and then we're going to get close the show for tonight. This is really short. We've just been talking about it a little bit from the last topic anyway. But I, I think it's safe to say that the women has legit been carrying this WrestleMania season this year, right? I think we all can agree there. But I just want to just, just down the board real quick. We can... We can pretty much, oh, oh how oh, you, you guys can tell me how you feel, but is it a sure lock that the women's match is going to close out WrestleMania this year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if there was a moment, this would be it, right? When else are they gonna get yeah. when, when yeah. we get you have Ronda Rousey for like one more year? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, you got yeah. not only do you have Ronda Rousey, well, you have Ronda Rousey in, a, in a really hot angle. With, with your uh, with, Becky with, yeah. with Becky Lynch yeah. at that time. And the greatest women's wrestler of all time, Charlotte Flair, in her yeah. prime. Yeah. When yeah. you do it. Yeah. Well, then they told doing... us, no one else yeah. has called this match a main event except for you know, Char- you know, Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. At this point, yeah. they've basically told us it's the main event. They're promoting it as the main event. They're they're publicizing it as such. I would, you know, I'm like 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 two steps short of betting a paycheck on it. <laughs> just just <laughs> yeah, making I sure. Think- yeah, I think we just got to get past this weekend so they can officially get Becky back in the match. And then starting Monday, they'll start the hard push. But absolutely, it's the main event. Nothing as, else comes close. As much as I would love, love to see the world burn when Roman Reigns main events five in a row. As a Roman fan, there's nothing that makes me happier than watching Twitter burn to the ground when you hear the sh- you know that music hit. The, to close out mania every year. Oh well, but, what's your other option, right? Your other well, I mean, option he's your biggest, is he's your biggest star. But yeah. right now, who has you? Ha, they have placed Ronda Rousey as their biggest star this yeah. year. This whole yeah. year has been Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch is your hottest star. Charlotte is your greatest women's wrestler. At least that's what you tell us. I agree with it. Why don't you do it this year? You do yeah. it. You have to. They are. Yeah. They I, are I don't think that. Exactly. You know, uh, being a New Yorker, by the way. Uh, you know, we're very. Uh, critical as a pro wrestling audience, I don't think that that MetLife audience is would ever consider booing that main event. Mm-hmm. I, I think they will they will mm-hmm. eat that main event up. Yep. I think they're going to be really into it. What's more of a main event for them, Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins? Yeah. Brock or hasn't Becky? been on yeah. TV forever, so yeah, yeah. And and you've seen him in the main event a number of times. Yeah, Daniel you Bryan know. Kofi's not going to main event. No. Yeah. If Seth hadn't won the Rumble, the Shield would be in a match at WrestleMania as the Shield. Like like they're probably sitting back there going, "Man, I wish Seth didn't win the Rumble because <laughs> then they could do the Shield <laughs> yeah. at WrestleMania." Well, I, I think yeah, yeah I, I think a Shield WrestleMania match would have been great. I know the story is that it was supposed to be Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, but I think a right. three way amongst See, the Shield would have yeah. been a great main event to yeah. have in, that, it, at, for that crowd. Yeah, that Universal Championship. Roman versus Seth versus Dean. You're getting on the grand stage with Dean leaving. I mean, yeah, yeah they probably kicked themselves. Or you could even did the Shield versus like the passing the torch to the new faction, the Undisputed Era. That one main event, but it's it makes for a good match. You know what yeah. I mean? So you have like all this stuff on the table. But what you've told me all year long is Ronda Rousey is your main mm-hmm. attraction. She's closed out mm-hmm. more more Raws than anyone. That has always been your last image of Raw, pretty much. This week she did a great job finally turning, you know, fully turning and basically saying, I don't care what you think. I'm going to beat the shit out of Becky Lynch. And I think they that's it's been the last thing on Raw, and they're not wrestling at Fastlane. This is WrestleMania. It's the main yeah. event. 
Yeah. It's WrestleMania, and it's three clearly defined characters. Yep. Everyone knows where everyone stands. You got Ronda in there as the unbeatable champion who now has the chip on her shoulder that they're trying to tease you with the idea of like maybe Ronda's gonna go into business for herself. Maybe <laughs> Ronda's gonna shoot on these girls. But hey, if you can get people to buy into that, great. Then you got Charlotte in there as the best wrestler, the queen that you've been promoting forever, that's head and shoulders of the WWE girls. And then you got Becky, that everyone's been rallying behind, the underdog in the match that's going to have to fight and scrap and claw against the other two to finally get the title that everyone's been wanting her to get. So it, it writes itself. It's perfect. The, if you, you have to make an event with that. There's no, there's no other match on the show so far that has those clearly defined no, characters like that. You have not built Seth first Brock at all. Brock attacked no. Seth once after Royal Rumble, and then it's been like, now the Shield's back together. And it's like, oh, let's forget <laughs> Seth. Let's yeah. forget Seth's in the main event yeah. for a second. Ah, Listen, man. and let's remember WrestleMania is 17 hours this year. Oh, yeah. My God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going? Is everybody, yeah. is everybody here going this yeah. year? Well, right. that's, that's great. Great segue. That's really going to be my question. What's everybody WrestleMania plans? All right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's. I'll be there Thursday. We have the uh, Rant with Ant Mania kickoff gala for um, a special people-only VIP guests. We'll be sending out invites, <laughs> mostly our Patreons. We're going to do our Mania pre-show there, do it live. We're going to serve wine, beer, wear some nice suits, fun suits. Where is nice. this? Where are you doing this? I'm going to LDM you. Okay. Um, I can't announce <laughs> on air because I don't want people to come. Um, <laughs> because really, if you're not a you want, on, you're not coming. Um, you don't want sexy man fifty five in there. No, I don't want special dude twenty six trying it's to break into the party. Fucking yeah. breathing real heavy. I don't want he can stand outside. Uh, but Thursday night I'm doing that. Friday night, of course, we're doing the NXT. Um, we're probably going to go to a bar named McMahon's beforehand in Brooklyn drink there hopefully Allison the bartender's there she knows me my name by name that's a bad thing because some <laughs> um Pick it up. Then, then Saturday I'm not doing shit I might go to WrestleCon I'm not going to Hall of Fame um, all the guys I liked in Ring of Honor left except Marty so I'm not going to that and um Sunday I'll be at WrestleMania from 11 a.m eastern time no uh one of my shows on the Wrestle Addict Radio fourth wall WrestleCast is throwing a tailgate um, probably from like 11 to 4 p.m. because I think Mania starts at 5, and then, you know, it's WrestleMania from 5 to 12. Right on. What else, What else, guys? What you guys up to? What I'm, you be doing? I'm sitting at an out-of-town soccer tournament that weekend for one of my kids. <laughs> oh, so I will you. be watching WrestleMania from a uh, from a hotel room, probably book an extra day so that I don't and take the Monday off of work, but I've got family stuff going on, so I'm already kind of gearing towards Tampa um, to do that. I went to Royal Rumble this year. Uh, one of our one of our people on the Share Shot Radio Network lives in Houston. He's trying to get everybody to show up for Royal Rumble next year. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, there's yep, even a sentiment out there. With that. There was a short sentiment out there after last year's WrestleMania where people weren't going to go this upcoming year. Now, I think that changed for a lot of people, but mm. it's such a big ticket. And think about how many of you guys are in the area mm -hmm. and close to it, so it's a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Do I want to fly from Phoenix and then spend all that money to go to all those shows? I don't even know Absolutely. if I do. No, no you're, you're better off not going. I'm, trust I'm me. from the area, too, and I know we <laughs> all are, too. I would not recommend anyone do that. My personal opinion is WrestleMania should be in New Orleans every single year. Right, every last year, year say, was say the again. of man, my man. It's oh. literally, by the way, you, you, a lot of my friends that are not um, 
really big wrestling fans, but they go every now and then to WrestleMania. Every time it's in New Orleans, the last, I mean, last two times, right? right. They have had the best time. And, and they, and every, almost, I mean, I had a group of like 20 friends go this year, last year, uh, well, the previous, whatever year it was, right? Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. 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 Um, they were blown away and what a great time they had. And he goes, literally, New Orleans is so tiny, right? As a, as a city. Where anywhere you go, you saw wrestlers yep. everywhere. Uh, any of the bars, any of the restaurants. It was just such a great time. Yep. With that said, New York City is a very different venue. Uh, for people who don't realize, WrestleMania is not in New York. Yep. <laughs> right. It's in, it's, in, it's in New Jersey. And it's not that close. Like, I live in Queens. I live in the Northeast. I'm more towards Long Island than, than Manhattan. I... For me to go to Meadowlands is a motherfucker. It's not a fun <laughs> trip for me to make. Listen, I'm a I'm a Giants fan. It's uh, never a fun trip for me. God, once every couple years. You, I can't invite you to the gala now. I'm sorry. Listen, but you know what though? I'm not I'm not that I'm not that committed to football. Yeah, okay. I, I'm 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 a Mets fan. I'm I'm a real diehard Mets fan. I don't know if that I know that you know Phillies fan. I get it. Whatever. No, I don't I don't have a problem with the Mets because they're not really relevant. <laughs> well, we're, we're losers. We're professional losers. You know, growing up a Mets fan, grow, I'm seven minutes yeah. away from the park. You know, I could I could hear the park at times. Yeah. So for me, going to WrestleMania is not that big of a deal. I also have a couple advertisers, so I'd rather make money that weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but NXT, I'm going to be at NXT 100, percent and then a bunch of independent shows throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there for some independent shows. I, I like Mania we because saw each of... other at an independent show. What was that in uh Oh Orlando. that evolve. Oh Orlando, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, that was awesome. That was a good yeah. show. That was the uh the Orlando one was what? Was that Riddle versus No 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 not Orlando, no. New Orleans. New Orleans. I saw yeah, you in New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah, I saw yeah, you last yeah, year. Yeah. Riddle versus Diana Ferrazzo, two monster yeah. factory stars. What uh, a yeah, what a yeah, show that was. was. A lot of energy in the wrestling. That was yeah. great. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, I think that's it. I just got to give you guys some time to plug all your stuff, and uh, we'll wrap this up for tonight. This has been amazing. Yeah, I'll do this more often. This was fun. For sure. Yeah. Like, I'm going to start with Greg, man. Go ahead and plug all your social media and all that other good stuff. Yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at ChairShotGreg. TheChairShot.com. You can go to com. Pick up one of our T-shirts. I got the new ones coming soon, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, other than that, you know, just go to the ChairShot. We don't do news anymore. We're really about opinion and analysis. Great podcast and, and lots of good discussions. So come check it out at TheChairShot.com. And thank you for the invite and uh, and the hospitality. It's much no appreciated. Doubt, dude. Man, we're doing it again for sure. All right, oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Ant. All right. Well, you can catch me on two shows. One is called Rant with Ant. Just look up Rant with Ant on anywhere you listen to your podcast. You will find it. The other is on the same network. It is called The E is for Elite, where me and my uh, co-host G-Rod break down everything happening, all elite wrestling. That show is very periodic because there's not a weekly television show yet. Yeah. Um, all your NXT coverage, listen to who got next every Friday on the Rant with Ant Network. If that doesn't do all the wrestling talk and you can listen to all these guys, you want to listen to more, Wrestle Addict Radio. Look it up. We have five shows on it. Um, just tons of wrestling talk, a bunch of different shows. Like no one's the same because that's what I like to be. It's like a very inclusive community. Go to patreon.com backslash rant with Ant. A dollar gets you in the chat. We do a bunch of fun stuff, fun hangouts. Uh, fun get together stuff like the gala, you know, video content, the whole nine yards represent.com backslash to her backslash rant with Ant. 
There's like 42 shirt designs. I am the Young Bucks of podcast merchandise. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Because I have no life and I love Photoshop. So I create all night long. Um, thank you guys for hospitality. Uh, couldn't ask for a better group of people to do this with. I appreciate awesome. it so much, man. Andrew, close it out, my man. Uh, Matt Men Podcast, where everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, Rich and I do it every Thursday live, uh, except for this Thursday, because I have to be at court tomorrow. Which is not a... <laughs> I'll tell you guys off the air. You, uh, if you guys are sports fans, you might kind of enjoy this conversation that we'll have if you uh, when we turn off. But I am not that doing... mad that the Mets didn't sign Bryce Harper. Oh, man. <laughs> I got so <laughs> mad. I, I, I strangled somebody. <laughs> I went to the Wilpons and, and harassed them for, for a while. Uh, no, I, I Rich and I do this five years in doing a, doing a pro wrestling show. We do a bunch of interviews now. So actually, I'd love to have you guys on uh, on the show. But we do weekly interviews now. Uh, and uh, I do uh, any, anything I do is at gfknetwork.com. You can follow me at Andrew Zarian on Twitter. My man. Uh, Will. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We survived. We did <laughs> it. We did thing. it. Yeah, we did it. Well, you yeah, know where to find us at, right? Oh, yes, of course. Of course, I'm at Heel Will Mahoney on Twitter, always talking the wrestling and talking about snacks with the Snack Society, whether it be these new uh, rattlesnake fries that Taco Bell put out that are kind of crazy or uh, new Oreos, as we always know, that we always bring those around to the wrestling shows when we have our uh, appearances at Nova Pro. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I guess we got to figure the, the big gold belts uh, up. I guess presence at WrestleMania has to be all sorted out where we're going to be. Well, yeah. the shows in, you're going to be with me. So <laughs> <laughs> between that and the shows in Jersey city, since we got Nova running out there and yeah. all those other companies that doing the, uh, the collective. Yeah. So that's yeah. the, that's the biggest thing going on with the Darna WrestleMania being in New York is everything is so spread out oh, and nothing's conveniently located to each other. New Orleans each and every yeah. year, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's having to pick a spot and hunker down, but we'll be up there one way or another. But yeah, yeah. I, I love how this turned out. This was awesome. Covered a lot of stuff tonight. And God, think, just imagine we got four weeks to WrestleMania. So yeah. there's only more coming. Yeah. Again, um, you can find us at uh, BigGoldBeltGroup.com. You get all your other information and other content and stuff there. Won't talk about it too much because it's not about me today. It's about this all-star uh round table cast that we had. It's been amazing. I hope you guys had fun. We definitely got to do it again. Um, well, hopefully we can do something in person all together one day. That should be fun. Um, but again, I appreciate you all's time for sure. Everybody that's been listening, I appreciate your love and support. Make sure you check them out. All their information will be in the description below in this video. If you listen to the podcast, same thing there. Um, and again, we'll catch you. We are signing out.